1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another big weekend across Scottish football. Celtic suffer their first league defeat of the season as Kilmarnock come from behind to beat Brendan Rodgers' side. It means the gap at the top is down to just five points with a Rangers game in hand after an incident-packed win against Dundee. And there were big victories for the likes of Aberdeen, Hibs, St Mirren as Motherwell leave it late to rescue a point again. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna. Well, we always knew, Gordon, this was going to be a big week in this season. We always knew it would be D-Day for Rangers on Thursday and their hopes of staying in Europa League. We always knew Celtic and Aberdeen would look to finish their own European campaigns with three points and some vital coefficient points. We always knew the first piece of silverware of the season would be handed out at Hamden on Sunday. What we didn't know was that this might be the week when we've got a Premiership title race back on. No wonder you're drafting in one of the big hitters on a Monday night. Yep, yep, I couldn't agree more Man, Yeah, I got occasion. the call and I thought, yeah, I, I can't let this the side down No, it was a big weekend and, you know, a few surprise results in there But none more so than, than Kilmarnock yesterday I thought they were absolutely terrific and deserved everything they got And for Celtic, well, it's a second success of Sunday Where it hasn't been good enough for a period of 45 minutes And Brendan Rodgers has to deal with Feyenoord coming up As well as a home visit to Hearts A big week and the title race What a weekend it was In a number of ways 01419511025 That is the number you need So get in touch right now if you can And let us know what you made of it A very very obvious place to start Would be Rugby Park yesterday Celtic fans Where did it go wrong? How much is it down to Individual players not being good enough? The squad Brendan Rodgers own part in it Everything that's coming out after yesterday Will Get the scatter gun out, no doubt. What did you make of it? Where did it go wrong yesterday? How did that game feel? How did that result feel uh, watching that one in Ayrshire? Uh, and what does it say for the title race? Because, and that's where you Rangers fans can get involved. I'm sure a couple of weeks ago, you Celtic fans would have been much more confident. You Rangers fans would have been much more pessimistic. I wonder how you feel about things now because that gap is closing. 01419511025. Rangers fans then in isolation. What did you make of your game uh, at the weekend Of course going down to 10 men That decision has been appealed That Jose Cifuentes red card Do you think Rangers will be successful or not? And there were quite a few other talking points in there as well Tony Doherty wasn't happy with the shirt pull I know you Rangers fans felt Todd Cantwell's uh, goal should have stood um, So there's lots to get through there uh, And all across the league really Motherwell fans Another brilliant end and dramatic And it shows there's fight and character but is it enough? It's still, it's another game without a win. How do you assess the picture at the bottom? 01419511025. And the beauty of this show is we do sometimes cast the net beyond Glasgow and the West, if you so wish. Hearts fans, all of a sudden, you were feeling maybe like things were looking up. You had got third place, uh, and then you got up to Pataudry and lose like that. And how quick his football turned around, because Barry Robson maybe... Um, would have been under a bit of pressure tonight Had Aberdeen not won that one So anything else at all from the weekend 01419511025 uh, And I think Rugby Park yesterday Would be an obvious place to start So get your calls in right now please What was your result of the weekend? Go on then, surprise me 
Me first? Oh, sorry, sorry, well, who's okay. Got, who's sorry. the obvious one? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go for Kilmarnock, of course. Um, a terrific result for them. You know, the way Derek McInnes got his team playing in recent weeks, following up a win at Pataudry with a performance like that against Celtic. And it wasn't just the first, uh, the second 45 minutes where they get their two goals, but when you look at that first period as well, they had opportunities that they probably should have scored. Um, the one that comes off the, the post and, you know, the one that Alistair Johnson turns and blocks, two glaring opportunities. So plenty of creativity in their team. But whatever Derek said to them at half-time certainly had them, you know, running over the top of Celtic and thoroughly deserve exactly the team of the week. I mean, it is the obvious result of the weekend, but you have to pick something different, so go on. You're touching it yourself, Gordon. Aberdeen um, wasn't dramatic in terms of style, but it was in terms of substance. Coming from 1-0 down, Lauren Shanklin scoring that goal for Hearts, and just the importance for Barry Robson. Had things gone wrong at Pataudry on Saturday, we might well be sitting here on Monday night ahead of the Aberdeen AGM tonight, discussing another managerial casualty. Huge for Aberdeen at the beginning of their biggest week for many a season and big for Barry Robson. Goal of the weekend? Go on, Roger. I'll give you the first shot. Goal of the weekend? I quite like going for goals. I see myself and I mentioned this to Mark beforehand. Jonah Ayunga. The goalie should have saved it. St Myrna against okay. Ross County. But it's just the importance for Jonas. His that, first that, goal. Could that be my howler of the weekend? Well, Roger, Roger given. I think, it, I think it tells you there maybe weren't many brilliant <laughs> there were no, goals at the there weekend. There weren't many brilliant, stylish goals. <laughs> yeah. The build up was actually good down the left hand side from Scott Tanza. The goalie should have saved it, but he didn't save it. And Jonah Young, after 13 months out, horrible injuries. I think his partner's due to deliver a baby in February. He did the old baby celebration. Paisley oh, at lovely. the weekend so yeah. it was a a, a a momentous goal for Jonah and he gets it moving back onto winning ways as well Gordon hmm, ok yeah. going to go for the Motherwell goal Bereth I mean 91st minute was it by the way the power and the header great delivery but just when your manager needs you to produce something he steps up I thought that one was worthy of goal of the weekend ok Howler Howler you could look at any one of three own goals and often you get three own goals in a Premiership card at the weekend but I think we have to go for Jose Cifuentes and the red card you're right it is being appealed but at a time when Ryan Jack's out Nicholas Raskin's out Tom Lawrence is out to go and get yourself sent off and you wonder if he loses this appeal who plays in centre mid for Rangers in the cup final? So Sunday? you've just shown your hand. You think it was a red then? Because we're we're about to get calls complaining that it was the wrong decision. And you've given it your howler of the weekend. Factually, it was a red card. As we sit here on Monday night, it's a red card. Okay. Howler of the weekend. <laughs> well for described. You. I like that. Uh, listen, I was going to give it to a team that could have been Livingston, seven consecutive defeats. Obviously, it could be Celtic the way they imploded. But I'm going to pick an individual and I picked him a bit on Saturday after seeing it. Liam Kelly in goals for Motherwell. I've seen it back again today. And for an international goalkeeper to to come out uh, that distance and get nothing on it, leading to uh, coming off McGavey, oh, it was an absolute howler. So, yep. On a more positive note, man of the weekend, top performer. Dead easy. Um, Daniel Armstrong. It could have been any of Derek McInnes' starting 11, really, for Kilmarnock yesterday, but Armstrong was the one who's shown even more than his colleagues. Yep, uh, I'm going to go for Hibs Martin Boyle. 301st appearance, 75th goal, enough to win the game against Livingston and keeps Hibs looking upwards. 01419511025. Let's get stuck into this. John is in Moss Park. John, how would you sum up yesterday at Rugby Park? Uh, well, Basically, it's been uh, an accident wait to happen, so to speak. 
we've been hanging on to the new year basically to resign players and um, I think Brendan Rodgers uh, was the wrong man for the job because he'd done nothing in Europe uh, with Liverpool but my main point is my main one is Joe Hart um, goalkeeper no he's merely a he looks more like as if he's impersonating a starfish I've never seen him catch a ball honestly Rangers have always seen good goalkeepers Celtic never no was he so, to blame yesterday though? Sorry? Was he to blame yesterday? Uh, partly, yes, but um, he's not been uh, good all. Uh, not been good all season. Uh, the team have seen me have lost their uh, their mojo, so to speak, and Brendan doesn't seem to be getting anywhere. So I say we're going to be hanging on in a year to uh, hopefully sign uh, decent players. But I'm not saying it's over, but um, it's not looking too good just now. But certainly get rid of Joe Hart. Mark Wilson, how bad was yesterday for Celtic? Uh, yeah, it was pretty alarming, you've got to say. Um, like for 45 minutes, or, well, let's let's take it in sections. I thought they started the game well. Uh, I thought um, they put Kilmarnock under pressure. I thought they created plenty of opportunities and probably guilty just of not taking one of those in good areas. Just couldn't find that final ball or that cutting edge to, to finish one of them off until O'Reilly puts him ahead just after the half-hour mark. But like I said at the opening... They, they still were open enough for Kilmarnock to create two very good chances uh, against them. And Kilmarnock were unfortunate not to go in level. But the second half, I mean, was was honestly as bad as I could remember for a long time from a Celtic side. I thought they were so disjointed. I thought um, real whack occasion. But between them, when they had the ball, it didn't look like they were making their usual angles, their usual patterns of play that you, you can quite clearly see from a Celtic side. Um, and then defensively, I, I just thought they were so open. Any time that Kennedy or Armstrong got the ball, they had the freedom of Rugby Park to, to run at Taylor and Johnson and create whatever they wanted. So it was really, um, you know, it was really alarming. You wonder where that comes from. Um, and John's maybe right, it has been creeping in. I watched him at McDermott Park. I was there in that first 45 minutes. There was just a kind of lethargy about them that day. It was the opposite. There was energy in the first half yesterday and it just died away in the second half and Kilmarnock deserved the result. I'm glad Mark said that. We'll stick that in nice and early because it's inevitable and I think even Kilmarnock fans know the way Glasgow works. There's going to be a lot said Simon about, will be on, about don't worry. what Celtic didn't do um, and how bad they were. Um, Kelly deserve immense credit and they were excellent. But Thomas is a Celtic fan and he's phoned in and he, he wants to talk about his own team's Shortcomings um, Joe Hart Brendan Rodgers Who wants to blame everyone really Well What wins your football matches? Good footballers win your football matches Still didn't win five of the last six trophies Gordon But from the core of that team Yesterday No Carter Vickers No Starfield He's gone No Hitati No Jota He's gone No Maida And Kyogo's been stuck in the bench In the last two games And the players who have come in To replace those six mainstays Aren't as good as those players Liam Scales was at Aberdeen last season because he's not as good as Carter Vickers or Starfield. Um, Nat Phillips will probably be back at Liverpool in January. Uh, Tomoki doesn't sound like much of a punishment though, but I know what you're, I know what you're yeah, saying. You know what I mean. Tomoki's not as good as Hitati. Michael Johnson's not as good as Maeda or Jota. That's why he was at Vitoria Gamarish last season. Lewis Palmer has dropped out of form. Kyogo's dropped out of form. And if we're being honest, the two full-backs and the goalkeeper aren't playing as well as they played last season. So it's a very 
damaging cocktail for Celtic at the minute. Um, John, so talk to me more about Brendan Rodgers, though. You don't think he's the right man for the job? Have you always felt that? What do you? What bit yeah, of this well, is his fault? Um, it was Desmond uh, wanted him back. Uh, I didn't think I would have preferred the uh, Bobo Glint uh, manager, the Norwegian guy. He proved he's selling um, Europe. But, uh, but just to be just to be fair, though, right? What Brendan Rodgers did in Europe with Leicester has that got any bearing on whether Celtic should be able to beat teams like Kilmarnock? Uh, well, not just Leicester. I mean, Liverpool's the same. Well, Europe, though, you, 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 Europe, in, Europe in general, though, because his domestic success rate here has been good before. Is it different this time? Is he not as good as Ange Postecoglou? What, what do you mean? Because well, he's obviously won a lot in Scottish yeah, won, domestic no, competitions. No, no. He's no definitely. He's no uh, the same as Ange. I mean, you see uh, the game yesterday um, with um, Tottenham, fantastic. Um, but no, I'd definitely. He's, he's no get them. I don't know which. I've no can't put it on my finger. But he's definitely no the, the man for the job. A lot of Celtic fans didn't want him back. Um, but he doesn't. He can't seem to get the team gelling together. I mean, he said he was uh, angry uh, last week. He must have been really angry yesterday. Well, but funnily enough, he, he then he then didn't seem that angry yesterday, and I think. Well, was, well how, how could you know? I mean, you could see the second goal coming. It was beyond a joke, as I say. And uh, Joe Hart belongs in a tropical fish tank as a starfish. I'm telling <laughs> he you, likes, he likes that one. That that comparison yeah. to the starfish. I mean, overall, yeah, he's getting criticism. The goals yesterday, I guess there were people more culpable than him. But Joe Hart, no, overall, I'm not saying John's wrong. I don't think Joe Hart could have done anything uh, about the goals, but I get the, the build-up of mistakes at why mm. it's leading people like John to think they need another goalkeeper. But the big thing for me, Gordon, is the energy levels at Celtic are, are so drastically different from last year. Um, that high tempo that Ange Postecoglou played, I, I try to put myself in the player's shoes. I've gone through that level, high energy, high intensity, to drop that back down. I think that must be incredibly hard to do. And well, they're fine away, but I don't think it's having as positive an outcome as Brendan Rodgers would would want. So, you know, the Celtic fans are seeing that as well. And when you give teams like Kilmarnock so much territory and space, and you don't press them as much, you get a result like yesterday. Thank you to John Thomas is also on the line. Who's to blame for yesterday, Thomas? Hi, Diego. No, I'm sorry. I think I think all the, the game yesterday, uh, Gordon, it was absolutely terrible, you know. But I think Brendan Rodgers has to play for us. He's, he's, he lined up yesterday with Nat Phillips. I don't, never a player. Never a player. Trained up in disguise. <laughs> it just, it just, it was laboured. They just didn't know what to do with the ball. He was making too many, too many mistakes and ultimately scored OG. But you know, I think he's got two boys. Two boys in the bench: Dad Gordon, Lager Belka, and Navrocki. Why? Why did they not? Why did they not play two instead of Nat Phillips? Yeah, this is a really interesting one because, like what always happens here, you're going to get you know yesterday ninety minutes, but that's always going to then feed off into other issues. So fine, if Nat Phillips was rubbish yesterday, he was rubbish yesterday. Shane Duffy in disguise, says Thomas. Why is he ahead of Navrotsky and Lagerbielka? If he is genuinely ahead of them, then they're disgraceful pieces of recruitment. And if he's not genuinely ahead of them, then Brendan Rodgers has made a judgment error. So, w- w- which is it? There's a lot in there. Yo, Mar- Marco, tell me. 
You and I, Gordon, see the players for 90 minutes a week and make judgment calls based on what we've seen in the 90 minutes. The manager sees the players all day, every day. And to be fair to Brendan Rodgers, he's been quite clear on what his pecking order mm-hmm. of central defenders was. Yesterday's selection, what could not be no. a surprise to anyone. It's Carter Vickers and Scales, and then it's Phillips, and then it's the two lads that come in in the summer. And he's actually so been So what asked, does that say about recruitment then? How, how has that happened? Well, listen. If, if that's true if, and if that's if, all if, valid. Every signing you make is a gamble. They're not all guaranteed to pay off. Navrocki and Lagerby Elk might turn out to be outstanding Celtic defenders in the weeks and months and years to come. But where they are in their development at the minute, and Brendan mm. Rodgers hasn't hidden away from this, Gordon. He's been quite open and transparent to everyone. They're behind Carter Vickers, yeah. Scales and Phillips. So there's serious recruitment failures then, as things stand. There well, must it, be that. It, it depends. How good, a, how good a trainer is Nat Phillips then? What are no, you telling no, me? How po- good no, is he? Point it must, is, be, are, must be brilliant. Are you signing players? Every player that Celtic sign is not signed to be put straight into the first team. I would. Well, I, I reckon though, if, if they're in the kind of three and four million pound bracket and they're and they're international footballers, they should probably be a bit closer. Listen, that's a perfectly fair and valid point, but they're not. And that's, that's in, so there's in some the, recruitment failures in the, then in the manager's mind. They're not any closer. Now, that might change. I don't know. Will Carter Vickers be ready for Wednesday night? I suspect he will. I suspect he'll be back. I suspect he might have played yesterday had it been a grass mm. pitch. I think he'll play Wednesday night, but, you know, Lagerby Elk have to do more. I, that's fine then. So if that's the case, it feels to me, Mark, there is only two real options. Either Brendan Rodgers is in the wrong here mm-hmm. or they are recruitment failures. Yeah. It, it, I don't really see how there are more options than uh, that. No, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Um, I get that what Roger's saying. The manager sees him every day much more than me. I, I've seen Navrosky once, and I thought he looked. I thought he looked yeah. all right. I thought he looked quite good, and then he, he disappears with the injury. Lagerby Ilka, I'm, I'm the opposite. I've seen him a few times, and I'm not too sure he's going to be a success. Those words could come back to haunt me. Any worse than that, Phillips? No. But that's the thing. That's the thing that baffles me, because every time I've seen Nat Phillips, whether it be Champions League or domestically, I've never once came away and saying he looks like a, a worthy replacement for Carter Vickers, and he looks composed in the ball, and he looks like he can defend his box with authority. I've never came away uh, saying that. And yesterday, I thought Kilmarnock realised in possession that they could leave him with him uh, with the ball, and he would give it back, which he did, and then. Out of possession, he was getting dragged everywhere. And as soon as Watkins came on and was any sort of physical presence, um, he found it difficult as well. Got himself into poor positions. He he, he goes for the ball across the, the face of the goal, which results in the own goal. Again, I know it's incredibly difficult to do, but you kind of know the outcome of that. If you're stretching and you're six yards with out foot. with that foot, you so kind of know where did, it's going to go. Did so you go with the wrong foot. Well, it goes with the wrong foot, but I, I just don't think he should even go with, uh, for it. I mean, that ball's that good across the face. You're you're hoping that you're right back there, and when you look at the footage, Alistair Johnson is behind him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so why gamble? So, I mean, culmination of mistakes from Phillips, but I don't see it. But then, so that leads me to think that Brendan Rodgers sees something that I don't, and a lot of the Celtic fans don't. But he keeps playing him when when Carter is out. So it's an odd one for me. Uh, Thomas, are you worried about the title? If we certainly play the way we did on Sunday, Gordon, definitely. Mm. Obviously, we're nine points to the end, we're going to be dropped a few points, but I think if we continue to play like this, 
they were serious. The Rangers, you know, they don't, you know, they don't basically do. You know, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of selling fans. Thank you very much to Thomas Same number if you want to get in touch Maybe you are disagreeing with what you've heard Maybe you're agreeing 01419511025 Call us now, we'll get you on next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen and watch Check the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna An unusual Monday night duo For you somewhere In darkest Lanarkshire Mr Dalzell As he's called Is <laughs> raging at his radio It's like he's It's like he's uh, His two ex-partners Getting together to talk about him Which I'm sure he's That's probably Had before yeah. so, He's uh, had many more than that hey, What earrings did he get you? <laughs> Did they buy you to the same Christmas present? It's awkward when that happens. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Speaking of which, Matthew says if Lager, Bielka and Navrotsky weren't brought in to go straight to the first team, then recruitment there are recruitment issues because Starfelt wasn't replaced. So the central defence was poorer than last year, even without allowing for injuries. In case you're wondering, Celtic's defeat yesterday is dominating things uh, so far. Scott is also... A Celtic fan Sum up how That result Yesterday In the performance Sum up how that Makes you feel Scott Well <clears throat> Hard work beats talent When talent doesn't work hard How's that sound Very profound Absolutely Yesterday I watched There's, there's a man in Motherwell Currently noting that <laughs> down Scott um, So is that what all Is that all it is Scott Is it just hard no, work then No it's not It's not I watched the game yesterday Second, second half especially First half they knocked about The ball about a wee bit Second half the two goals come down the left-hand side once again, 40 yards away from the play at the second goal, I think uh, Greg Taylor was. 40 yards away from his position, dragging scales out, dragging, um, they dragged scales out at the first goal, I think it was, scales get dragged out wide left to try and close the ball down, and um, Nat Phillips is left in the middle. If he leaves the ball go, there's somebody at the back post to score it, so he attempts to put it behind the goal, behind it, and obviously it goes in. I just I don't know what he's doing to the team. I mean, Kyogre for the Hashi was the best. He's probably, in my opinion, the best poacher in the Scottish Scottish game. And we've got him playing forty yards for goal. How, I mean, really? I mean, why 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 is he trying to reinvent Kyogo as a player when the guy has proven over the last two seasons he's a poacher? Get him twelve yards for goal and the ball's in the back of the net. But no, Brendan wants to play him twenty yards further back, a thirty yards further back, a forty yards. He done it with young Calvin Miller as well, a guy who came into the team as he was one of the was it, one, top one hundred players in Europe and tried to make him a left back. I mean, he's always mucking about with players. I don't get him. I don't get the style. I don't get the way we're playing. And certainly, he's ruined for me. He's ruined the best striker we've had in a long time, and he's gotten playing well away mm. from the front line. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And did not expect Kyogo and Calvin Miller comparisons tonight, I must admit. Um, before we dwell on that too much, sometimes he's 60 yards from goal, 70 yards or however far the dugout is, because he obviously didn't didn't start the match. Yeah. But again, in isolation, that, that was probably justified in terms of, oh, did well and always oh, going to stay in and get his chance. Um, but is, is that is that a... a, a what's the, the phrase I'm looking for? Is that something that Brendan Rodgers is going to st- struggle to shake? Because... He was brilliant last year, Kyogo. He's now not brilliant, and so people are saying, well, that's because the manager's using him differently. 
Well, he is using them differently. I think that was pretty evident in the first day of the season uh, against Ross County, and it looked like it, it was actually working okay. Um, but then it has went a bit backwards with Kyogo. He's getting less and less touches, less and less involvements. And not that he, he massively did under Ange Postacoglu, but what he did know was when the ball was worked into wider areas inside the defensive full-back, that it would be a Maeda or a Jota or a Johnson or even a Taylor was going to cut that back across the six-yard box and he would make his run and he would get a lot of his goals that way. But the style of play is a lot different now. Uh, it's a lot slower in the build-up. And I'll go back to the St. Johnson game last week when I'm watching it and I'm watching Kyogo make runs, but players not willing to play that high-risk pass into him, you know, opting to keep the ball. And that is Brendan Rodgers' style. And in Brendan Rodgers' last year at Celtic, that was the stick it was used to beat him that the Celtic fans were fed up of seeing it. It was, it was too slow, it was too pedestrian, it was giving teams enough time to get in and set up and, and be hard to break down. It's kind of similar to that at the minute. So Kyogo's obviously not going to get much joy from a team who's set up and happy to defend their 18-yard box versus a team who have been quickly played through and Kyogo can get off the back of a defender for a cutback. And that's, I think, where... His performance level is is dipped because of the team performance. When, when you were talking about the centre half, Gordon, you used the phrase recruitment failure. Now Scott has singled out Greg Taylor and Kyogo. Now it could be as simple as Greg Taylor and Kyogo aren't playing particularly well just now. Footballers are like that. I'm sure there was a day Mark Wilson didn't play particularly well. <laughs> I think that's a safe lot. to say. <laughs> but in the past, Greg Taylor and Kyogo could have been rotated back out the team. At the minute, you can't take Greg Taylor out of the team because the backup's Alejandro Bernabe, who is still in his bed. The last two managers basically can't pick. And when Kyogo has been out of the team on a very rare occasion, he was out of the team on the Ranch Postecoglou. It was Georgius Giacomakis mm. who was there, who was almost as good as Kyogo. There's no one at Celtic now almost as good as Kyogo. Oh, had a decent performance against mm -hmm. Hibson midweek, scored a couple of goals, but. You know, Scott's right, he's miles behind Kyogo. Is there any sympathy for Odo in that he's, at the moment, being assisted by Mikey Johnson and a newly in Lewis Palma and maybe Yang at times? Well, I suppose the timing maybe doesn't match up there, or James Forrest or whoever. You know, is, is, that, is that the yeah. same as playing up front when the team's got a swagger and you've got guys round about you creating all the time? And, and, didn't create much yesterday. Made the one side, Jota the other, and Hattati behind he them. He did have a chance, and was that it? did have a chance in the first half. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he should have he should have done much better. Yeah. He went with the wrong foot, much like that Phillips here. Listen, I get what you're saying, um, but look who's been compared to in the league in terms of strikers. So forget Kyogo because Roger's right; he's, he's miles behind Kyogo. Look at the people who, who are chatting about Shankland and Miofsky. Now, a lot of Shankland's and Miofsky's goals don't come from, you know, having exceptional players put things in a plate for them. Sometimes they create themselves, you know, especially Miofsky. So O has to find a way of uh, uh, being more involved um, when those guys aren't creating for mm. him. And I don't think he's brought that. I think Giacomacus could. I don't, I'm not saying for one minute Giacomacus would bring the ball down and beat three people and score. But he found ways uh, of scoring goals when things weren't going well for Celtic. And I don't think O has got that. Now, he's only a young player, but I said on Saturday, he's been here, will be coming up a year in January. So a relative amount of time. Um, and he's he's not had a great return. I don't think, you know, he's ever going to shift Kyogo for any prolonged when, time at the team. When you were there, 
many strikers were in the first team scoring? When I was here, oh, McDonald, Venegura, Hesseling, Samaras, four, three or four, yeah, played yeah, two yeah. though. A lot of those teams now played two, yeah, yeah. So I think double the amount. Said this a few times, I think Celtic are a striker light. Well, in I th- terms I'm of sure numbers. Brendan Rodgers said in his first period around, I'm pretty certain he needed three strikers to compete at the at the top level. I certainly not mm. got that just now. Scott, are you worried overall? You think how quickly it feels like the, the advantage is... Well, I mean, obviously, factually, that is the case numerically. Um, but even the moods is shifting a little bit now. Do you, are you worried about the title or is that all is that all a bit over the top? If you take into context the two games that we scored late on against St Mirren and also against Motherwell, if we hadn't scored in the last seven months in one game and I think it was six months and in, in, in injured down the other... We would actually be behind the Rangers. Yeah, but you did, yeah, but they did that last season. Every team that wins a title is going to score late a few times, aren't they? All, all I'm meaning is that you, potentially, if it hadn't been for Rangers, I think losing their manager and coming in, it could have been. We could have been talking about a totally different league just now. I just think that we've we've lost our way here. I think the manager's lost his way. I don't know why he just doesn't go back to the way that we were playing. Short. For a short period of time to, to try and get the team back and track I just think just now we're, we're all over the place All over I mean Matt Ryla was non-existent In the second half Yesterday as well David Turnbull For example Seven goals in 12 games That's David's return Nowhere to be seen in Saturday mm. Thank you very much to Scott Who says Celtic are all over the place Would you agree with that James in Port Glasgow? Um, well I phoned in last week And spoke to Roger I was talking about McGregor, Hattati and O'Reilly in the midfield has been so inconsistent. At half-time, today I thought we swapped shots. I thought Celtic players took the taps of Kilmarnock, vice versa. Because Kilmarnock deserved everything they got. We were woeful, absolutely woeful in the second. Now, I hate the scattergun approach and I hate slagging the players. Tell me again, what did Mikey Johnson do yesterday? Nothing. Taylor, left back, he was nowhere anywhere close to the two goals. Now, Phillips just had a bad game. Yeah, we've got a boy in the bench that costs you three and a half million or four million rocking. Put him on, put Scales to left back, give him a chance to play along with Carter Vickers. But what happened in the second half? Did they go for a pie and forget to come back out to the park? That's how bad it was. You're sitting watching going, first half is reasonably good. And they're talking about forwards. I thought all done really well yesterday. He missed one or two chances, but he was an in-shoot. But the boys tried like hell. The rest of them seemed to just chuck it. And Brendan to take responsibility for that. He said in the interview, we let Kilmarnock play their game. Well, Brendan, you're the highest paid manager in Celtic's history. If you can see that happening, it's your job to change it. So what happened, Brendan? What happened? Shocking. Oh, it's, I hate the scattergun. But you've got to call a spade a spade. Some of the players, I wouldn't even let Mikey Johnson play for his I'm sorry, the boys had his chance. At halftime, bring Kyogo, bring on David Turnbull, change it around. Awati had a no bad game, but it was a pressing. But hey, it was Carl McGregor. The only one that came out with any credit was Riley. I know the rest reasonable. Taylor, where was he? Ask yourself, watch the game back. Where was he for them two goals? Game where he was he? That's what I think, boys. Strong stuff from James. I feel like 
Mark, there have been a few false dawns with this Celtic team because, like, you know, near the second half, St Johnson then back up with a good win in, against Hibs. I think the, the Aberdeen game, Tynecastle away. It feels like they've shown that the ceiling is maybe not that different to what it was previously, yeah. but they look less likely to hit it as often as they did previously. Well, does that, that, does yeah, that make sense? I, yeah, it does. Yeah, I think um, like under the previous manager, they were relentless. They got to a level and they kept going until teams just had to submit to them and, and they took care of them easy. But there are periods in games where they, they burst into life, but too often there is big gaps. So even that Aberdeen game, if you remember, Celtic got a great start, scored a couple of good goals, but there was a long period between the second goal and uh, and the third. So a big period in between. Hibs again, well, the scoreline was good and it was a better performance, but I, I wouldn't say it was a sparkling one. St. Johnson, you had wee flash there for probably the last half hour of the game. That was... That was night and day in comparison to the first half so it looks so much better but you're right all in all piecing it all together is is really not happened for Brendan Rodgers this season even in Europe as well there's been times that they look in control and it looks good and then they fall apart and they concede and they get punished even quicker at European level that's why you see the games going away from them so quickly so piecing it all together it's difficult for the manager, but to back James's point up individually, I can't think. Uh, it, well, one actually, Matt Riley. Matt Riley's the only one that's probably improved since last season. Mm. I think the rest of have either stood still or went backwards. James very critical of Mikey Johnson. Yeah. I mean, that, this time last week, I'm sure it was seven days ago, made a caller saying, "Oh, Mikey Johnson could be like a new signing. Yeah. Look at the impact he made." Do we need to stop all that stuff then? Are we, are we too reactive to when it's like one good game or one half a game? No, and I don't. I don't think we are too reactive. I'll tell you why I say that because there were calls last Monday night that you know he done so well coming off the bench, give him a start against Hibs, and Brendan Rodgers gave him a start against Hibs. Didn't perform particularly well to the extent that after the game, Brendan said, "Yeah, he tends to impact the game more coming off the bench than he does when he starts." And I'm not sure that Michael Johnson would have started yesterday at Kilmarnock had Brendan had more faith in Yang because Yang played himself out the team with that first half performance at Perth last week. So back to recruitment as well then. Again, was Yang signed to go in straight into the team? I don't think he was because I think the thinking in the summer mm. has to be the front three is going to be Maida, sure. Kyogo and Abada. Well, I, I, okay, but I bet you any money he was signed to be above Mikey Johnson in the pecking order. Yes. So yes, that's the question. That, 100%. Um, all right, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you to James. We'll speak to John and Knightswood after these. Cash for Kids. Mission Christmas. With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. Changing landscapes across the UK. Yes, it's that time of the year. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas very much in full swing with the Cash for Kids lunch. Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson have still got a slight headache from that. It's in full Friday. swing. Um, <laughs> and fantastic. speaking of full swing, this was accidental, but you're going to love it. Just a quick mention to Golf It and Hug and Feel. See, full swing. Uh-huh. swing. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, uh, they're done. donating £1 from every friend and family package for Adventure Golf, Park Golf, The Games Room. They're hosting a Driving Home for Christmas challenge on the driving range as well. A big feed Christmas market, live music, uh, and an appearance from Courage the Cat this Sunday as well. So there are lots of businesses and companies and various people, individuals doing their bit. And we have a sensational prize for you. I'm not talking like a signed 
ball all that, that sort of rubbish we give away for beat the pundit although in 10 minutes I'll be telling you that's brilliant this is a genuinely amazing prize because not only can you win a brand new BMW 1 series thank you to Arnold Clark you would be making a difference to children that need your help as well so basically you fire off a text uh, to text the word CAR to 84901 C-A-R to 84901 it's a standard network rate message cost and then a £5 donation to Cash for Kids so we're talking about giving kids food, clothes and heating that they otherwise wouldn't have at Christmas like things that many of us take for granted and we're trying to really make a difference to children that need it so you're battling holiday hunger and then you might be able to drive away in a brand new one series as well if your name comes out the hat it is a, the ultimate one win situation the lines close at 6pm Saturday the 16th December over 18s only full T's and C's at Clyde1.com we are talking a brand new BMW 1 series here a lovely car and the chance to make a difference to local children as well. So text CAR to 84901. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here. It's 0141-951-1025. John is calling from Knightswood. John, I'm sure we'll get into the specifics. I wonder about the, the kind of feeling after yesterday. Are you... Are you hitting the panic button? Are you, are you worried this season's going to be a disaster or is everyone getting a bit carried away? How do you feel about things? Oh, I'm not pressing the panic button. As I said, I'm confident we're still going to win the league and maybe probably the cup as well. But it's just Celtic are still going backwards, but there's still a big gap between them and Rangers, so I'm not panicking. It's not that big a gap now, is it? Nah, I know points-wise, but only, only players, only, only players is... You know, we're a, we're a different animal to them when we're in the mood, you know. How often can you be in the mood? Is that perhaps a, a well, that, relevant worry? Yeah, that's what gets me because Brendan doesn't seem to get them in the mood that often. I mean, where Kyogo was concerned, I think he's just ruining the boy. You know, I mean, probably the best place for him was on the bench the other day because if you're not going to play him to his potential, there's no point in putting him in the team. Yeah, so... So Brendan Rodgers has taken most of the flack here for you in terms of why why that gap has got smaller. Oh well, yeah, he's got to take responsibility. He's 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 come in and he's changed something. He's tried to fix something that's no broken. He's actually got a well oiled machine and he's been tinkering away and he's, he's made he's for no motor in the way we we were. Mm. I sense that Celtic fans will be some will be annoyed or frustrated whenever you bring up the previous manager so I, I respect that I'll leave his name out on this occasion can it actually be difficult to follow a successful regime because on one hand it should be good because you, you it isn't broken and you walk in and you should have a lot at your disposal and I know injuries and whatever but really only Jota and Starfelt have gone Aaron Moy um, but at the same time when the standards are there if you fall below yeah. them, it's going to get pointed out. I mean, one, <clears throat> it's one league defeat this season. But well, that I, doesn't tell the full story. When we were chatting about this in Cup Final Day last year, and we had a fair idea that uh, this could have been Ange Postacoglu's farewell, um, I think we mentioned that whoever came in, it was going to be a hard act to fall. Um, now, when Brendan Rodgers got announced, I was more confident that he, he could fall that, but... Um, it is proven difficult purely because the <laughs> purely because of the the tempo that Postecoglou played. Now he, he's shown that it just wasn't a flash in the pan at Celtic. 
It happens at Tottenham I told you not to mention him too much Because I, I know I know it's I know. annoying I know people keep but doing it He but. shows he's a man of substance Who gets his point across quickly And he gets players to buy in um, To what he believes in quickly And it's entertaining to watch No matter if you go and get beat You're mm. still getting beat in an entertaining way Brendan Rodgers couldn't be further away from that at the minute I just meant spe- specifically Kyogo then Since John mentions it You know In another so under other circumstances a kind of natural go-to would be well Kyogo was in form last season and now he's out of form yeah. but there's another very obvious possibility I'm not saying it's nailed on but the obvious possibility that John mentions well it's this new guy it's this new guy that's not using him the but way the old guy the, did it, it's funny because the, the new guy isn't really a new guy the new guy's an old guy and in the summer when Ange left for Tottenham Celtic had two options you go and get someone who plays football the exact same way as Ange Postacoglu plays football and ask him to maintain what's been going on or do you go and get the guy that you think's the best manager around? And Dermot Desmond went and got the guy he thought was the best manager around, which is Brendan Rodgers. Mm. And to so be fair, he doesn't, he, he doesn't play like, you know, completely no, different, no, does he? he doesn't play completely different, but all the callers will tell you, Mark touched on it earlier on, he does play differently. It's far more possession-based. It's a slower build-up. Um, he asked the centre-forward not mm. to stay on the centre-half shoulder to come back, to get involved in the build-up and the play. And that's maybe not Kyogo's great strengths. So I don't think anyone's surprised that Brendan is playing a different type of football to Ange, but I think currently they're disappointed in the form of his mm. team and individual players within that team, most notably Kyogo. So you've still got faith Brendan Rodgers gets this right, John. He's taking a bit of stick from your fellow Celtic fans on the phones, but you're confident? I'm confident, but he's he's got to take on board, you know. that. Uh, sorry, Kyogo is about nine stone. He's not going to win balls in the midfield. He's not going to win headers. Play him what he's good at. Playing on, the, la- on the, the, the shoulder of the last defender and hitting him. And that, that's what he's good at. It's a fair, fair argument, I think, John. Thank you very much on Twitter uh, as well. Where was the one I was going to read you there? Because there was quite a few um, coming in. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Why have I gone so far past it? It was from Brad Lyons, presumably not that one. Um, can you ask the panel, last time they saw one of our smaller teams put in such a dominant display against Celtic and not just sneak a win, but deserve one? Is that a fair question? Was it as comfortable? If you, I mean, it was a late goal and all that stuff, but was it as... It's kind of comfortable as you, as you get in relative terms. Well, for the, the second period, definitely. I mean, Celtic could not string together three passes. But again, that's down to Kilmarnock, how they pressed them. And every time Kilmarnock got the ball, they were positive. They went forward. There was no you know, hesitation and thinking, oh, we better just keep this one a minute. They were going for the throw. And a caller mentioned it earlier, you could see the goals coming. And that, that's the most damning indictment of that performance from Celtic. You could see it come. Even when they got the equaliser, you could see a second coming. Uh, and it turned out that way. So, Kamarnock were terrific. And I, I hear that Derek McInnes had a real go at them at half-time. Um, goes to show you old-fashioned methods work sometimes mm. rather than tactical genius. Brad Lyons also says, Armstrong for Scotland and is 50k for Lewis Mayo bargain of the season. Yeah, Simon touched on that last week, didn't he? You know, he, he thanked Michael Beale, I think, in the show for giving Kilmarnock Lewis Mayo for £50,000. He's played well, but all the Kelly players played well yesterday. I thought Corey and Daba on the other side played well. And you go right through the team from Will Dennis and goal through to Kelvisell up the top. They were all excellent. They deserved to win. 
They're getting plenty of credit on this show. What a week they fund. You know, they won a Pitodre yeah, match tonight. David Watson scoring that fantastic goal. Mm. Nobody's even discussing that at the minute. And so, he was absent. And he yesterday. was absent suspended, wasn't he? So, uh, listen, Kelly did really well. I'm going to see them for Super Scoreboard on Saturday at Livingston. El Plastico. It's a nil-nil. If you're going, oh, oh no, no. give me the season. This will be <laughs> so far. The, the important thing now for Celtic is the reaction. They've now got three consecutive home games. They've got Feyenoord, which some will tell you is a dead rubber. It's not now for Celtic. They need a response. It's also worth two million quid. If you can go win it. They've got Hearts on Saturday, and then they've got Livy this Saturday before Christmas. Celtic, for me, need to get six points in the league. And a big performance against Feyenoord to win back a few of the fans. So you've avoided it. Will we tell Danny Armstrong he can still book a holiday for July next year? You don't. You don't think he's on the plane? No. Okay. Good player, but no. Let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. It is beat the pundit time, and you can come on here and embarrass Mark Wilson. And probably not Roger Hanna Let's be honest But you can try 01419511025 Lines close at 7 And if you want to bl- play Beat the Pundit Give us a call Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us I don't know where you've been You better have a good excuse But we're still here for another hour anyway uh, Of course the game at Rugby Park yesterday is dominating things Any Kelly fans out there want to give some well-deserved praise uh, And you Celtic fans keep it going Where did it go wrong? Uh, where is it going wrong? Are people overreacting? Are you still you know, pretty optimistic, pretty confident? Or are you getting a bit worried uh, that the title race is not going to go the way you thought it would. 01419511025. We didn't even debate the big refereeing call from that game, probably. Alistair Johnson and the alleged handball. There were quite a few at Ibrooks. I wonder how you Rangers fans feel about those and uh, the way the title race is panning out as well. 01419511025. Let's play this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Can you believe, and this is the best news I'll bring you all night, that the callers, the listeners, are on three wins in a row yeah. on Beat the Pundit? Yep. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, a victory mm. for the listeners. Let's see if we can continue with Josh, who's on the line. How's it going, Josh? All right, Mark, how are you doing, mate? Hi, Josh. Have you, Hi, ever, you, have you ever played before, Josh? <laughs> yeah, he did say hello, Roger. Hello, in the end, he did. I thought it was just Mark. Um, have you ever played before? No, I did too, Mark. No, I have not, Mark. Uh, but no, mm. how you doing, guys? Does too, he... Mark. Great, Davy. Do you think there are two Marks in the studio? We just clear this up first. No, Gordon Duncan, one Mark. No. I'm really looking forward Roger. to tonight's Beat the Pundit If you two can't win this um, Anyway right, let's toss the coin Heads it will be Mark or whatever we're calling him Tails, it will be Roger Hanna I can't see where the coin's Mark's gone Where's the coin? I think this is a double bluff from Josh you think You've so? got a coin? He's trying to lull you into where a false I sense know. of I don't, know. I don't think I've even got a trolley coin I have lost me. the coin, what's oh, happened? This is chaos Look at that, a bit of sponsorship coin. there for Look at that for Arnold Clark have provided the <laughs> BMW World Series for the Cash for Kids. You're never going to believe us. I can't get it off quite this. <laughs> <is a> shame, <laughs> Everything. Where they are. Kill a bit of your time. Just found now. the coin. We're good. Heads, it's Mark. Tails, it's Roger. And it's 
heads. It's Mark against Josh. Uh, Good luck, Melbourne. Josh. Good luck, Mark, mate. Thank so, you. Thanks. Um, what we'll do is give Mark some greatest hits radio. Uh, and we'll get the timer ready Josh you've got 30 seconds answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer okay top man 30 seconds on the clock your time starts now Alex Neal's just been sacked as manager of which club Rangers how many own goals were scored in the premiership at the weekend three which club did Alfredo Morelos join after Rangers Jim McIntyre has just taken over as manager of which Scottish championship side Abdul. Abdallah Sima has now scored how many league goals this season? 13 um, Which former Scotland striker Johnny Russell plays for which MLS side? Columbus crew Okay let's bring back Mark Wilson Can you hear us Mark? Yeah. Mark, you got us. Yes, that was a it was, a, it was just a roller coaster. I'll explain. What was I'll it? Explain why at the end. I didn't expect anything um, less. Right, thirty seconds on the clock. Okay, your time starts now. Alex Neal's just been sacked as manager of which club? Stoke. How many own goals were scored in the Scottish Three. Premiership at the weekend? Which club did Alfredo Morelos join after Rangers? Santos. Jim McIntyre has just taken over as manager at which Scottish Championship club? Abdallah Sima has how many league goals this season? Nine. Former oh. Scotland striker Johnny Russell plays for which MLS side? Mm, Colorado. Yeah. And what was the score when Scotland last played Germany back in 2015? 2 1 Germany. Okay. What do you think, Josh? Oh, that's a show. I think he's very. I know. <clears throat> I said Columbus crew, but would he say Colorado Rapids? Mm, just wait and find out. It's not, not necessarily got that one right either because the right so Josh obviously came on there was like the mix up with the names and right. so on I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go and then the first question was Alex Neal's been sacked as manager of which club and Josh said Rangers so I thought I, I, I mixed that one up as well I know so I was like <laughs> I was really worried at that point but then then Josh turned pretty good after that it, 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 honestly this has been an epic um, it, full of twists and turns because Josh knew that there had been three own goals right. he knew that Santos was Alfredo Morelos's next right. club he back. knew that Jim McIntyre went to Arbroath um, <laughs> so hold on a minute how did they get Alex Neal mixed know, up but you got that right so you're one in front right. uh, and you then got Abdallah Sima as nine so you're two in front uh, Johnny, okay. Johnny Russell plays for Kansas City oh, oh, oh no. I know I know oh, Josh wait, did I you know. say Josh oh Colum- Colorado Columbus, Columbus crew, crew. You say mm, Colorado. No, we were close. Scotland, Germany was three two. Do you not remember James MacArthur, Matt Hummel's oh, own goal, yeah, yeah. and Miller? Anyway, uh, so Mark did win by two, yes. but Josh, you were actually pretty good in the end. I think you got three or four on the board, but Mark beat you by two. Hard lines. Ah, uh, no, that's all right. Have a good night, guys. That's a. That's the first time phoning, so, so it was, right. I was just bored listening in. Obviously, <laughs> that's, that's what we're here for, Josh. You can do it any time. I loved your company. That was Josh, Josh in Milton. There we go. So Josh did one, two, three, four on the board for, for Josh. I mean, he was bored. He was no, bored listening. Is uh, yeah, I think so. so. He, he came on to liven up the show. Three, <laughs> sorry, a five-three victory for. Ah, that's pretty show. convincing, uh, Roger. Your the knowledge was just emanating off back. you there, but it was just like. Because when he said Rangers, I thought, well, he obviously doesn't think it's Rangers. So is he is he is he on to to take the mic for the entire time? Is he going to deliberately get them all wrong? Yeah. But then he started getting them all right yeah, after a few that. More difficult, Jim McIntyre one eye. I've mean, done Josh Beaten by the better man though I would say hmm. 01419511025 Let's get a Rangers perspective uh, because it's been all Celtic and Kilmarnock so far. Uh, Billy is on the line. 
Billy, how are you feeling about the title race now after yesterday? I'm feeling quite positive actually. Um, I think, judging by the weekend's ongoings, they'll be talking about Brenda, Brenda this, Brenda that. God, it just goes on and on. I think that um, Clemence is just getting on with his job slowly but surely and building up a team which he inherited, remember. I mean, there's none of his players there, remember. So he, he's basically building up a team which was kind of, let's say, was going backwards for last season and now he's building them up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, Campbell's not playing brilliant. I mean, he's playing okay, but he's not playing brilliant. But he's bringing out the best in what he's got at the moment. And I think wait until January comes, he gets a couple of players in, a couple of forwards in. Uh, uh, it's just, just let's see how it goes. But if we win that game in hand, we're only two points behind them. And let's see where it goes. Mm. I mean, it's leading up to a good, a good end to the season. But Celtic are no as good as what they were. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Ange has passed. Everybody keeps banging on about Ange, Ange this, Ange that. He's gone. And lot of my Celtic pals didn't they want Brenda there. They didn't want him there. But now they've got him. They've just got to do where they go. So if they lose games, big deal. Indeed, um, except it will be a big deal to some people I'm sure, not so much to Billy um, Mark, it just feels like I mean, Rangers have had a, a lot of false dawns you know, over, over the years and maybe a new manager comes in and, and initially but you can understand why there would be a bit of optimism yeah. this weekend saying that you know they've, they've been so bad, if you like and I use quotation marks that they've had to sack a manager we know that the injuries have been lengthy the list has been lengthy still not Really performing brilliantly And as Billy says If they win the game in hand Which still remains an if Two points behind Like it, yeah, That's not a bad position to be in Of course not I mean if You have to compare it to When Aberdeen Went to Ibrox uh, And then Rangers followed that up With that night in Cyprus With Steve Davis and Alex Rain the dugout And you thought It could not get any worse For Rangers than this And it looked at that stage That Celtic were just Going to run away with it So when Clemence came in uh, and he's got a certain way of playing that, again, is effective. They score plenty of goals. They don't concede many at all. It's a good combination to have. And that's with personnel maybe playing out of position. That's that's where injuries thrown in as well. Uh, and he's going to have his challenges this weekend in, in the cup final. But it's all adding up to, to a much better place than where they were not so long ago. Now, if you then pair that with Celtic dropping points... And a couple of abject performances Then of course you see a wee bit of light um, The game in hand is going to be crucial But I would say this Both teams have got well, Celtic got three fixtures Rangers got four yeah. um, League fixtures They have to negotiate them Before they get to each other um, But if, if they go through them Like expected and win them Then of course Rangers fans will be optimistic Going to Celtic Park Because it's went from so bad With little to no hope to a glimmer of hope now under a new manager who might have additions to come in January. Is it a glimmer of hope? Is it more than that? How do you feel about the title race as it stands? Um, before you get to a title race, I, I think what would be an enormous boost for Rangers would be winning the League Cup on Sunday. Sure. This group of players hasn't really won a trophy before. You know, you you go back, Celtic won the treble last season, Rangers won the Scottish Cup the season before that under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. But if you get through that team, it was... 
Morelos and Kent and it was Arfield and McGregor and Hollander and Aribo and Bassi and Kamara. All those players have gone. So, yes, there are two or three with silverware. You know, Tavernier was there for the League One. Goldson was there for the League One. Not too many more. So if this group of players could get their first trophy under their belt on Sunday at Hamden against Aberdeen, that would give them an enormous boost in self-confidence and belief. And I don't think they need to win at Celtic Park December the 30th, but I do think they need to emerge from Celtic Park without losing that game. Because if they get this close to Celtic and Mm -hmm. Rangers fans like Billy are coming on and saying, there's a title race, you know, if they were then to go and lose at Celtic Park, I think that would set them back. So Or do something daft in the game in hand, although that comes after. That comes after well, anyway, doesn't it? Four and one's after, um, isn't yeah. it? By the time they start playing the games in hand, there'll be two games behind Celtic because Celtic play Hearts on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I mean, Billy, what did you make of the game at the weekend? We did well. I think Spientis uh, is, he's sending off was a bit, oh, a bit farcical. I understand why Raiders are appealing. Appealing against it because they're kind of not getting much back up, have they? I mean, you look at... Um, yeah, but that's Lam- a different thing, isn't it? You, do you, but you look at Lammers and you look... Oh, come on. No, I just mean in terms no of... Do you th- appealing it because they have to, because there's no one else there, or appealing it because you don't think it was a red... I think because they have to. And that's it, might be, it might be I, one reading of it, Roger. It, it might be. It might be, you know, if everybody was fit, would, would I, they bother? I don't know, but you... you you think it, it won't be successful, the appeal? I, I don't think it would be successful, but if I was Rangers, I would appeal it. Because of that? What, what well, if says. you don't appeal it, you have no chance of getting them off for the final. Sometimes you go to these appeal hearings and you get mm. a win that you're not quite expecting. So, you know, I'm going to say there's nothing to lose. There's obviously a small appeal field that they have to put down at the SFA. But in, in big terms, they've nothing to lose. I would have appealed it as well. Yeah, Mark, it is, it's possible and it looks farcical when it happens that, you know... V- it's a yellow at the time. VAR intervenes and it becomes a red. But then an indep- remember that this is then an independent judicial panel may feel that the appeal should be successful. Yeah. It happened last season. I think it happened more than once. Was it Tony Watt? Was that one of them? Yeah, yeah. Tony Watt. Um, and th- think of the swings back and forth this season with a Josh Mulligan red card for Dundee. Yeah, so it, it can happen and it looks farcical. But actually, I know the 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 powers that be would say, well, actually, it just shows that the judicial panel is is independent and yeah. it's meant to be it's meant to be independent um, before we get bogged down in the procedure was it a red for you? it was a red for me I think it should stay a red but I agree with Roger that Rangers should have appealed it just because it's the, it's the right to appeal it and, and they might get away because you cannot say and guess these things so what's the you know what's the red about what's it the criteria? Like? I think he's endangering an opponent I think when he, he goes in He's quite high, and then just for a split mm-hmm. second, continues to go just just above the salt line as you well. You think he can avoid it? I mean, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, because intent's not really a thing. But um, um, it, it's not. I thought he could have avoided it, if I'm honest. And people say, "Well, where'd they put his foot?" I, I thought, I thought there was a, a slight extra kind of movement. Aye. Um, once he once he makes contact, there's a bit extra movement. I think that is avoidable. Just silly. He should have played in the English Premier League at the weekend. Did he got away with it? Yeah. You know, you look at Jacob Brown and yeah. Phil Foden. You look at the one. Was it the the one by Romero and Callum Wilson? Yeah. As, as that, well. that one's probably a low, It looks drastic. I think what gets Romero off because it's so low. It yeah, catches possible. him in the foot. That tends to be where they draw the line down there. I've noticed a few of them. If you're on the foot, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And any if you're above that, um, 
but before we worry about them, because who's, the who's the show tomorrow? Daz and Cammy Bell. Yes, he's coming straight round for the Independent Tribunal. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, these are the non. Don't get confused with the VAR review panel. These are independent. These are not ex-footballers. Oh. Um, so who are uh, do we know? Yeah, these are just like Again. professional people from various walks of life. Really, it's right. always been that. This is nothing yeah. new. Let's yeah, not, yeah, let's no, not, I'm not keep, digging. Let's not get confused. Um, for you, Roger. So what? It wasn't. It wasn't hugely forceful, but maybe what, still enough for you. I, I know, I know what you mean. It wasn't hugely forceful. Well, I'm not saying it was. I'm not in, saying it was enough to not be a red. In this day and age, it didn't surprise me when I saw. I heard you boys. I was at um, St Mirren on Saturday. Yep. I heard you boys discussing it in the show. As a, a, you know, as Andrew was feeding stuff back, when I actually saw it, it didn't surprise me that the VAR had yeah. brought Kevin Clancy's attention to it. It didn't surprise me that Kevin Clancy sent the Fuentes off. Nothing would surprise me at an appeal hearing. Uh, the other great debate, well, there was a few actually in that game. Tony Doherty very unhappy with the shot pull penalty that Rangers got. He said it was, you know, it was out of context and both players were doing it and, and all that sort of stuff. Which which side uh, do you subscribe I, to? I, I stand by my original assessment of it. I thought it was a penalty kick. I think it's incredibly uh, silly from the defender to get... Uh, embroiled and something like that especially when a lot of them have been picked up and look when you slow it down right at the start of the incident there's no doubt they both had each other's shirts but as when it continues and when Seema looks to get a jump uh, Donnelly goes down almost in one knee and that's where the shirt pull is that's, that's restricting Seema from getting to his full height to meet the ball so of course that is going to be the main highlight and I, you know I don't think Kevin Clancy would have been pulled back um if it was for the first part of the shirt pool where the two of them got it. But that isolated incident is where the offence took place. I'm surprised that Tony is, uh, is, is so angry at the officials mm. and not his actual defender. Yeah, I've said I it before, that. Roger, quickly, the kind of criteria they look at, you know, is it prolonged the shirt pool? Does it does it stop the player, stop or impact the player getting to the ball? You know, is the ball in that vicinity? I keep saying these things, you know, if it's a front post shirt pool, and the ball goes way to the back post, they're probably not going to look at it, and so on. With all that in mind, what was your take? Barry Robson, very upset when Stephen Gartenman get penalised for pulling Gold's shirt. Tony Doherty, very annoyed when Aaron Donnelly get penalised for pulling Seamus' shirt. They say, the SFA have said to them, oh, not every shirt tug in the box is a penalty. That's correct. But I'm afraid those two were, because as Mark said, they both restricted the attacking player from getting to the ball. Um, okay, fair enough Thank you very much to Billy From Billy to Willie Who's in Belfast How's it going, Willie? How doing, Gordon? All right, Mark All right, Roger? Hi, well All good, Billy What are you thinking tonight? Okay, look um, The main reason why I called in I wanted to talk about Clement And in the difference Between him and the past managers Which makes us A lot more optimistic Than what we have been And I know people say We've heard it all before But there's a main Main difference where even look at Clement in his interviews, Gordon, you know, I mean, he comes across with a presence. The last manager we had with a presence was Stephen Gerrard. He took us to 55. Yes, he had his faults. But this man has been around the game. He's won things as a manager. Gerrard hadn't. And we are seeing a difference right away. Um, so that's leaving us optimistic. We know we are far from the... And it's critical. And if we're just glad the recruitment across the city in Glasgow has been as bad as what ours has been. 
which is leaving us in there with a proper manager and with a shout. I mean, five points behind, yes, that's the points. With a game at home, we can't be too much about that. But look where we were a month and a half ago, and look where we are now. We had the season wrote off a month and a half ago, boys. So is that the way you describe it? In with a chance, but you would have taken that? Is that the sort of summary? Of course, of course. I mean, let's be honest. Under Michael Bill, when things were going really sore, really, really sore on and even off the pitch, because it looked like he'd lost half the dressing room. And even seeing that with some of, I'm picking up on it with John Lundstrom's interviews, Balogun's interviews, different things like that. I do believe he was just a coach, top-class coach who was out of his depth, but he left us in a terrible position. And where we are at the minute is Thursday. I'll take a leave Thursday. I couldn't care less about Thursday, to be quite honest with you. I mean, the leagues are bread and butter. We need to get back domestically and and dominating again before you worry about Europe, in my opinion. The finance is great, but we're, we're 90 minutes away from winning the first couple of the season. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a massive couple of days. And Mark, let me ask you then, because you were very confident um, that Celtic would win the league. I don't for a second expect you to change that prediction. I probably wouldn't even let you. Um, how? Let's try and phrase the question appropriately then. How how dented is your confidence now compared to, I don't know, six weeks ago? Six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I think Clement is... is uh, yeah, put a dent in it because, because the way he's come in, I think Willie's right there. He's got a stature, he's got a presence, he's got a winning mentality. Everything that we said in this show that the next Rangers manager had to carry, uh, and you can see that reflecting yeah. his team. But the so, thing is, he might have had all that, but it still wouldn't be anywhere near enough if Celtic had just continued to. Of course, to if fly, Celtic but, had motored ahead, yeah, of course. But when you pair the, the both together, then uh, and it becomes five points, then uh, you know you can see how it can easily swing. A couple more lax performances from Celtic and Celtic fans will certainly be hoping that they don't come before 30th of December. Then there is a real title race. The one thing I would say, look, if you had to start the season, Brendan Rodgers just in the door and you had to give him five points by this point in December a lead, he would have bit your hand off for it as well. So, you know, a bit of context is needed in that space. But when you lose a manager like Michael Beale and the mess that Rangers were in... Mm. I, for one, thought Celtic would have yeah. been probably Cause, a yeah, cause distance Brendan, by now. By the same token, Brendan Rodgers wouldn't have taken this if you'd offered him it. Oh, six weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, oh, so definitely not. I mean, they looked like they could have been out of sight by now. Anyway, but all football right. changes quickly. Willie, good to hear from you. Thank you very much. Uh, keep the calls coming. We'll speak to you after this. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here. It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And the floor is yours. Get in touch whether it is still Killy's win against Celtic, whether it's Rangers at the weekend, some of the controversies within that game, the title race, something entirely different. Any of you Motherwell fans, what on earth is going on? How would you sum up your feelings? There is a lot of fight there, there is a lot of drama, there is a lot of excitement. But it's usually only enough to get you the odd draw here and there And it is a long winless run So how do you feel? St Mirren fans winning at the weekend Anyone else? Thistle fans Mark Wilson's got his Partick Thistle tracks it on Yeah, he does Absolute sickener on Friday night Great game 
That was a great Club game. representative. Yeah, the yeah. Gordon DL Derby, of course. Yeah, was. Huh? How excited must he have been when Wraith come back to win that? A legend at Wraith Rovers and Golden um, Not, not really so much at Partick this. And the Palmerston as... Pep on Saturday. Oh, what about him? We should have given him result of the weekend. Marvin actually. Bartley. Because I think how good he would have been feeling on Saturday night. Oh, honestly, we've not seen him in weeks. Queen of the South get a great win. Will he reappear on this week's show? You'll just have to wait and find <laughs> out. <laughs> I think there's every You'll chance. Just have he, to wait he, and find out. He'll have out. the club gear on, won't he? Oh, oh yeah 0141951 Let me give you this question first The Full Time Teaser With Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Sladwall panels Available in seven colours Now in stock at East Kilbride At competitive prices Okay Thank you to Mikey Burns For sending this one in Since And I think Just a quick Statement of my prediction I think you two are going to Eat this up Two knowledgeable men yeah. like you yeah. Since 97 10 players that have played in Scotland Have just one International cap For England Can you name them? Since 97 There are 10 players that have played in Scotland And have just one International cap For England Can you name them? Go on Give me one each to start off Alan Thompson um, yep Can I just expose you For doing something really I don't mean You know A bad choice of words from me But um, Doing something really weird Mark Wilson's I can see his sheet right And it's like copying someone In the classroom He's <laughs> written down numbers 1 to 10 Which makes sense Because we need we need 10 answers um, But he's gone and filled in Two that he thinks he's got In numbers 6 and 7 <laughs> I Why don't did know you why just start that. At number 1 I'm not sure why he did that uh, No uh, don't worry It's yeah, not that uh, exciting uh, um, uh, so Give me that name again uh, Chris Sutton Alan Thompson in position six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that was Chris Sutton. Yeah, played against Cameroon, nineteen ninety-seven. If you care, and Alan Thompson played against Sweden, two thousand and four. Roger, couple hey, from you. Michael Ball, uh, the guy that was in Les Mis. Yeah. The, the, the other one. Oh, coming up. I watch at Christmas. Gordon's played, coming up for that time. Played against Spain um, and played for Rangers, of course. And one more from you, Roger. Hey, Steve Copy. Uh, yes Played against shout Belgium out. in 1999 Good show Okay Let's bring in Ryan Who is on the line How's it going Ryan? I'm well How are you doing guys? Good, good, good. What's your point tonight? Uh, it's just in regards to The red card at the weekend um, Now I don't know if I've not listened to the whole show tonight So I don't know if somebody's already mentioned no, it we've, but... o- we've only briefly discussed it recently Ryan So you're all good Right So what it is uh, See if you look at the Livingston player he dives in uh, Sorry The, the Dundee player yeah. he, he, he dives in To the tackle Right So he's, he's both feet He jumps off the ground So straight away Is that not Dangerous play um, I mean If you it, dive into a tackle Both feet off ground Is that Regardless of the outcome If you get injured or not Is that not Deemed as dangerous play I guess in, in the way Ryan describes it It can Roger Does that match I mean So, so Ryan you Not only are you You're taking Sifuentes' blame Out of this You think it's a, a red For Dundee Well the only reason that, that it looks as bad Is because Where the tackles Landed on the on the players Am I right Are we all agreeing And that That's what Mark said Well yeah the point, They always look for um, I think they call it Point of contact They always have a look at Yeah at that right. in certain instances It's so not the only thing But it would be one of them Sorry, point of contact Then if he goes in In a normal challenge He's not getting Anywhere near the ball So Essentially Sifuentes' his foot's going to be In place where His leg is He shouldn't be diving in like that Or he could have broke Sifuentes' leg If Sifuentes is quick enough I don't think we can 
we can start picking apart the challenge and saying Sifiantis lands on the, the Dundee player it's the Dundee player's fault it's clearly Sifiantis but there's a lot that Sifiantis could have done to then avoid that do you not think? But he, do you think Sifiantis is went in with uh, overriding force or endangering an opponent? I certainly don't I think he's in danger at opponent with how high he's... I don't think it's dangerous. I think the problem is though, Ryan, I, I mean, I get the way you've broken it down, but we, we, you couldn't really referee a game that way because the Dundee player sort of but slides in, but, but he wins the ball though, doesn't he? But, but he wins the ball. You know, he just, just kicks the ball away. He doesn't contact Sifuentes. So it's... it's I think there's a there's always a good debate to be had. If you don't think it's a red, fine, but I, I don't think we can go as far as saying it's the Dundee player's fault or he's done much but, wrong. But what 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 you've essentially just said is that you, we can't re- re-referee a game. That's what's happening in the daily every single week with a CAR. No, I what didn't I'm say that. That's that's a different I, argument though. But the Dundee player slides that, in, wins the ball cleanly, and then ends up with Sifuentes' studs on him. As you say, if there's a debate to be had about force, fine, I'm comfortable with that. But you've come on and said it's you know it's the Dundee player's fault. That that's too much of a stretch, surely. Well, well, in, in that case, what I'm saying is, what's wrong with that being looked upon as a fifty-fifty, right? Because what that's what I would say it essentially boils down to is a fifty-fifty. We can't make fifty-fifty tackles anymore, and the referee essentially, I believe, made like the correct decision because I would think if the the Dundee player had landed on Sarfuentes, the same. I think it should have only been a booking. It's in the middle of the. But how can it be a booking? The, the way you've the way you've introduced it is as if it's not even a foul. So how have you now got Sifuentes being booked for it? Because because if we're going to re-referee the game, the referee essentially gave him a booking in the first instance, and then was told to go and look at it in VAR. Mm. So why in the first instance? Why are we why are we not sticking to that? Why is the referee changing his mind? He th- was right next to that. I think they are two very different points. I think the second one's relevant, Roger. We we always can ask that. You know, it's this existential crisis that VAR's having. What is the point of it? Why? Why is it there? That to me seems a different thing from where we started. I've watched it back there while we're on. I think the Dundee player only has one foot off the ground when he slides in. But anyway, um, Ryan thinks enough at the time. Is it enough of the old clear and obvious error? How annoying is that phrase? That, yeah, that the, it was to be overturned. The, this clear and obvious error thing is a red herring. That's the phrase that's been <laughs> except, used. Except it's like the literal uh, point of VR, isn't it? Well, it's supposed to be the literal point, but it's a literal point that is constantly ignored by the officials because how many decisions that we've seen that have been overturned that you couldn't for a minute say, oh, you know, that was actually a clear and obvious error. It's just things that, you know, are subjective, if you like. And VAR has gone and re-refereed the game for, for want of a better expression doesn't bother me uh, maybe that's what it is therefore maybe the communication to, to pundits and players and managers isn't quite what it would be um, I can see as I said earlier on the show I can see why the VAR has pulled Kevin Clancy to go and have another look at it I can see why Kevin Clancy has decided it's a red card offence similar offences elsewhere at the weekend down south were not regarded as red card offences and Anything could happen at that's appeal mm. hearing. I've told you to stop that. I don't think there was anything down south that's that similar to that at the weekend. No. We just not, tell ourselves that they're Jacob similar. Brown. It's about the closest. But you also yeah. gave me Romero earlier, which is nothing like it. Much lower on the contact. Yeah. Um, Ryan, do you think they'll win the appeal? It's always like a different kind of question, that, isn't it? It's not always that easy. Do you think they'll win it? it, it honestly, it's a flippy coin. Yeah. You really don't know. You, ge- you genuinely don't know. So, some people might view it. Like the way that I did and, and say that it's more like a 50-50 that both guys are kind of 
not making the best efforts at a challenge, to be honest. Like both of them are like clean into a tackle or whatever. So it's one of them where if you look at it that way, or if you just do like what they do nine times out of ten and just look at still, then it can look horrendous. Yeah, for you know sure. What, I mean? so um, what about the importance of it for Rangers kind of going forward? Because you know, well, there's very few, if any, midfielders left. Is that something that worries you? <laughs> We're running out rapidly, aren't we? Uh, to be honest, I hope we do get it because it, it means that we're going to be a wee bit more solid in the middle of the park for the cup final. Um, but in all honesty, I think we should have enough in the locker to get through um, in the cup final anyway. I don't I don't see it going to be a, a great deal of an issue. And it's an interesting one because obviously can play in Europe, Jose Cifuentes. So do you do that because he's available and why wouldn't you? Or if you're having to come up with some sort of plan, some sort of solution from left field for the final, are you using Thursday as a training ground for that? Do you know, do you know what I mean? I mean, the, the midfielders that finished the game were Leon King and Dujon Sterling. And Dujon Sterling were, were remarkable. Um, what do you Slum think going forward? I, I would play Sifuentes anyway on, on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and I would keep, uh, we were chatting about this briefly in the break, I would keep you know, my, my main players for Sunday's game um, so I think he will play but it's who goes in there on, on Sunday for Rangers if the appeal feels, uh, fails which I think it will mm, not much to pick from in that area no absolutely not you know I, I don't know Ryan Jack's current state of play whether Ryan Jack can be patched up for the cup final going alongside Lundstrom uh, certainly Raskin won't be fit Lawrence won't be fit Sifuentes as things stand is suspended. I'm not sure Philip Clement will go into a cup final with either Dujon Sterling or Leon King in there. I think if Ryan Jack and Sifuentes are unavailable, it will be Lundstrom and he'll try and work something around it. Maybe Cantwell slightly deeper, you know, something yeah. like that. Maybe Cantwell and Lammers is two number eights or something like that, Mark, but it's, it's far from ideal, I would say. Um, thank you very much to Ryan on the line 01419511025 uh, It's funny, you know, just a certain combination of results And the the talking points shift Because there was even a debate on Saturday About a goal Rangers had ruled out That people thought that was harsh Not not even been mentioned yet The goal that Rangers had mm-hmm. ruled I mean, out the, No, but I say ruled out The whistle went earlier right? Oh, the so camera one Oh, of course It couldn't stand, but, it, but of course, people I mean, were it debating as to whether it was a. a Did you see that one? I, I mean, I couldn't. I, I couldn't for the life of me th- think why the referee had blew for a a foul on the Dundee player with that one. I thought it was a perfectly good goal. I think Dundee were lucky to, to get away with. Didn't matter in the end, Roger. I don't know if that people. I think that subscribed to that. I think that's exactly it. Gordon, the game finished nil nil or one one. We would have had calls mm. about it. And again, that that's definitely at play here because. Kelly won, Celtic lost anyway um, But if you looked at social media In the immediate aftermath of the Alistair Johnson on the line yesterday I'm, all, I'm thinking this is going to be massive A massive talking point on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Make sure you've watched I'm watching this a hundred times right? <laughs> Make, I know the rule, all that stuff And you know, in, in the it. end it's like well, look here, Kelly, it, well, it would have enhanced Kelly's win maybe What was your, what was your view on it? Because I've seen a lot of people who really feel strongly on on you know opposite sides. I noticed Dermot Gallagher, um, former referee in Sky Sports News, saying it, it wasn't a penalty. You know, talking about the being the, the supporting arm. I think you also perhaps need to consider if if it's too high up the arm. You know, we talk about the the t-shirt line or whatever it is. Um, but then other people, say, you know, disgrace, unbelievable. Can't believe how bad that decision is. What was your? I didn't think it was a penalty. 
Based on based on the way Alistair Johnson's falling, I thought his arm was too close into his body. Um, I, I, you know yourself, Gordon. You see things, and you think, "Oh, that's a penalty." Yeah, I, I didn't really have that feel at the time. I know people were claiming for it. It just didn't strike me as being a penalty kick. For you at the time, I wasn't sure. I wasn't as sure as Roger, um, and it shows how incredibly mm. difficult a decision it was to come. Yeah, I, I, no, because of the. Not so sure about the support arm, but I get that slow down. Because that's the rule, is well, That's the guidance. So if you're falling down the way, much like you see it a lot when somebody gets to the byline and, and a defender slides in. So if if the supporting arm, the one that's kind of usually trails down mm-hmm. the way, they say if the ball hits that hand, it's, it's not to be, you know, it wouldn't be a penalty. Don't know if that comparison is accurate for some people. I'm just saying that's that's the kind of guidance on it. And then the other one would be, is it, is it below because although it's at the back of his arm get it great about the, the live stream you can yeah. act all this oh, stuff out mm-hmm. right go for it so I think it clearly hits someone like the back of the arm somewhere yeah. so your question is then is it is it is it high is it is it above the t-shirt line or is it below that's the one which for me. do you know what see if people can decide either way fair play to them because I can I, I, no, I, 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 I thought I thought after seeing it the same as you numerous times I came to the conclusion that it mm. did hit him above the t-shirt line but again it took me so many times yeah, and slowed down so people, people, think, yeah, got that. people think I deliberately sit on the fence always here for, for the show but I, there are some times where I'm totally comfortable saying can I tell if that hits him below or above the t-shirt line no no I can't and mm. I admire you all who are also uh, have great courage of sure. your, have you the courage of your convictions um, but it didn't matter in the end that'll make everyone feel by better by the way I will it. say this see about the actual action it's quite extraordinary how Alistair Johnson managed to be fallen, but then flip himself round. Well, to be fair, then I think that's, that's what that's what some people are some people are kind of using that to boost their case that they think it was a penalty. As in, he's, he's, he has sort of kind of thrown himself. He's trying to, but he actually turned round the opposite way where you would naturally go. I, I thought it was just odd how he's managed to spin his body around. It was an incredible block. Um, I don't know how much mm. he's meant, but it was a weird incident. But I didn't matter in the end, Gordon. Um, at all, Celtic were that poor. Kelly were that good. There you go. Darren says the Sifuentes red going to VAR is re-refereeing the game. Clancy's about three yards away. Calls it as a booking. If he can't get the decision from three yards away, why is he still a ref? Perfectly valid question. Except you could apply that to about five thousand other tackles. Across world football, see Maeda and Madrid and whatever. That, that's just what they do, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's just, that's, that's kind of weird. That is football in 2023. It's where we're at. Uh, thank you to Darren for the tweet. Right, we're looking for since 97, 10 players that have played in Scotland that have had just one international cap for England Chris Sutton, Steve Guppy, Michael Ball, and Alan Thompson. One more each. Has Butland got more than one? He's not on the list. What about Joey Barton? Yeah, whatever happened to him? Is he just living a quiet life in retirement? Not got much, not got much to say for himself. <laughs> just you know, just enjoying, just yeah. just fading into Imagine the background. Living your life, but um, <laughs> let's, let's move I know. on. Uh, Franny Jeffers get more than one. He, he's on the list. Yes. Well done. We'll leave it there because I need to run this past you. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. Proud to support the local community. 
How do you like the sound of being the owner of a brand new BMW 1 Series? I ask a lot of stupid questions on this show. That might be the worst of the lot because of course it would sound good. Why wouldn't it? And that could be the reality for you if you text the word car to 84901. Text car to 84901 and you could be the owner of a brand new BMW 1 Series. And I know what you're thinking. What's the catch? Well, there is an absolutely minuscule catch. The catch would be that you give £5 to Cash for Kids. £5 to children right on here on our doorstep that need your help this Christmas. Heat in the house, food on the table, clothes on their back. £5 donation to Cash for Kids. The cost of a standard network rate text message. That's it. I mean, I said there was a catch, but I think that barely counts. Um, and then you could be the owner of that brand new BMW 1 Series, thanks to Arnold Clark. It has all the mod cons you would want in a new car. The heated sports seats will go down a treat at this time. Uh, of the year I gave Roger Hanna a lift home last Monday and the first thing he did was put my heated seats on he was straight in about it um, it's maybe just his age I don't know but anyway um, it's got everything you'd look for it really is it's a great prize and it's a bit of a win-win you're making that difference to local children as well entries close 6pm Saturday the 16th of December over 18s only full T's and C's at Clyde1.com and text car to 84901 Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Very quickly, because I want to squeeze in more calls for sure. Can you name the 10 players since 97 they've played in Scotland and have won England cap? Chris Sutton, Steve Guppy, Michael Ball, Francis Jeffers, Alan Thompson, Joey Barton. One more each. Go for it. No, you go. I don't know any. He's just shaming me. The dazzler will tell you there's always a goalie. Oh, good shout. John Ruddy. Oh, an old favourite of mine, John Ruddy. Motherwell, and what about, I have a feeling they get captain Sven Joran Eriksson's first game. Oh, like, don't they show off? Just give me the name. Ugo Eheog. No. Oh, did he get more than one camp, did he? He's not on the list anyway. Oh. I know that much. Oh, do you want one I'll more? I'll just inquiry for you. Go on. With Jay Rodriguez. <laughs> very good. Oh, it did. this did come up on the show recently. But people out there who are thinking, did he play in Scotland? Go on. Who did he play for? Go on. He played for Stirling Albion on loan <laughs> from Burnley. <laughs> How would you even know that? It did come up on the show last week, but he would know anyway. But that just, that's amazing. Two thousand and eight, Jay uh, Rodriguez was I on loan at Stirling Albion. And here on the Monday night, very often. Um, that's great knowledge. Robert is a Kelly fan. Come on, Robert. You know the way this works. A lot of criticism for Celtic. Let's praise your team because they deserve it, don't they? Well, are all well. Um, we were outstanding in the second half But even saying that I was at the game I'm a season ticket holder With me and my two kids And even in the first half I know Celtic had a lot of the possession But to be honest I never get the feeling They were going to run away over the top of us Not, not even close to it I, I just think we'd have, If we had a wee bit more backbone in the first half We could have really gave them a good going over Because they didn't that's the second time I've seen them at Rugby Park this season. And the second time I've walked away thinking, do you know, they were nothing spectacular. No, really. But we were amazing. Danny Armstrong was absolutely blinding. We had a, a lot of concern amongst the fan base because we got injuries and suspensions, especially in the midfield. Uh, we especially deep losing David Watson, who's a, a cracking player for us. I don't know how long we're going to keep him, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, the way the midfield played um, with Donnelly, and Polworth and Lions, I thought 
I, they, they just seemed to get a hold of the game in the, sec- the start of the second half, and they, they really gave Celtic no time at all. You know, and it's a plan that I hope we can build on for the future. Certainly, it's a, it's a, it's a great six points in the past two games. Brilliant. Incredible that, that last two games. What a, what a points return that is. Yeah, it's absolutely terrific. If you were to say to Derek prior to going to Petodre last week, you're going to get six points for these two games. I'm not even sure even Derek would have believed you. Um, it's a fantastic week for Kilmarnock. They're up into fifth place. They are above Hearts, as you said at the top of the show. And knowing Derek, I think he will be quietly eyeing a European passport mm. for this team. It will teach me, Mark, because I'll fall into it as well. And I'll sometimes ask you guys questions about, no, when you're playing Celtic, how important is it that you know you you don't fall behind because sometimes it feels like if Celtic get their noses in front yep. you've kind of missed your you've missed your chance you know because you, you can't frustrate them anymore and so on and I, I fell into that I saw Celtic score yesterday and thought well that, that might be that and Kelly just had other ideas well uh, you know Derek's got to take great credit for the way he set his team up uh, and Robert mentions there um, missing players as well in the midfield area so you have to piece that together but then to react the way he did at half time and tell his team to be braver in terms of pressing and when they're in possession of the ball um, rather than just hang in there and try and get an opportunity in the last five minutes to get a draw. You could clearly see that the players believed that they could get something off that Celtic side. And, you know, the way they hurried and harassed them and they make mistakes uh, is to be commended because mm. that takes that's incredibly hard work. But it was when they got the ball the chances they created the movement off the ball was equally as impressive. And Robert, obviously, the second win over Celtic before we've even reached the, the turn of the year. It's not like it's a fluke, it's not an accident, it's not a one-off. Absolutely not. And remember, in that second half, we took off a midfielder and stuck two up front in that second half. We were going for it. We were utterly going for it. Because I think the, I think the player base, and especially the players and the manager, I think when we got that, that first goal, when that one goal went in, uh, I think we saw they're here for they're here for the taking. They are really here for the taking because it's, I mean I, I don't really like criticising other teams, especially because teams with massive financial guff that they have. But it just shows you money cannot buy a, a it can't buy you a backbone, and that's one thing I, I know Celtic fans are not agree with me here, and they'll sit and do their usual scout screaming and shouting. But that that Celtic team, that's the same time I've seen them, and they they, they just don't look as if they're up for a fight. You need, to, you need to convince me Robert I'm going to Livingston on Saturday Mark Wilson says it's going to be nil-nil You need to convince me you're going to score goals uh, we, we we will go away there with a 2-1 victory There we go, you've heard it here first I'm not even sure some of the, the Celtic fans <laughs> would disagree with Robert's assessment there either Thank you to Robert Let's finish off We need two more players since 97 who've played in Scotland and have won England cap Chris Sutton Steve Guppy Michael Ball Francis Jeffers Alan Thompson Joey Barton John Ruddy and Jay Rodriguez What about John Flanagan? Yes played against Ecuador and played for Rangers Come on Mark Wilson <laughs> Great show I can't even, How can I compete with that? Does, does Gordon well, DL I got not, Sutton and does, Thompson Does Gordon DL not impress you? Like this certainly on, not On the full time no, teaser It impresses me how the opposite end analogy is James Beatty No Oh Roger He's got a weakness How Come stupid Idiot <laughs> 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 Bring back Gordon Dalziel Dalziel uh, I'm lost Is that you? Yeah Yeah you know He's got a list And a second list Well you better hurry I've up got... Because as you can hear We're out of time Thanks to Sliding but Wardrobe Solutions East Co Bride For helping they, us out Who do you play for? Hmm? England And Dundee 
Oh, Dundee. We should get this. Dundee. 2012 against Sweden. And he said Sweden. an England cap. Yep. Well, there's, there's a Sterling Albion oh, one in there. Oh, Stephen Colker. Stephen Colker. Oh, that's right. Thank you very much Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna Thank you for listening and for tweeting and calling We are back tomorrow, Tuesday night Gordon DL and Cami Bell in the studio It's a massive week Really looking forward to everything we've got European action, League Cup final week as well So plenty to get through Make sure you do join us Hopefully you can listen back on the podcast Rewatch the live stream It is all there for you And in the meantime we will say goodnight Because Callum Gallagher's up next